Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Life of Lala. Good morning. It is currently 12:30. Oh. Good afternoon. <laughs> it's currently 12:30 p.m. Um and I learned a lot within the past freaking 2 days I think that I had uploaded my last podcast. So we're going to get right on into it. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to title this podcast. But I know that there's some there's things that I want to talk about. So I don't know if anybody on here, like I said, um, follow Infinite Waters and follow Spiritual So um, on YouTube. Um, they're definitely people I go to when I need some knowledge and some guidance. Spiritual So is more on the like, come on, people, wake the fuck up. And Infinite Waters is more on like the this is a psychological lesson. Let me tell like he always tells me something that sticks with me. Like, you know, you um. You would you attract whatever you're willing to pull up. I mean, you you put up with what? No, you deal with whatever you're willing to put up with. So, yeah. So, that I guess I could say like why giving people your energy is dangerous. I think that's might be the po- the title of the podcast <clears throat> and emotional abuse part six I think or five. But um, so yeah, you already know emotional abuse. We about to get into my family shit, but we about to get into this energy shit. See, this is uh, my last podcast. I talked about how I was feeling between my relationship with my friend and myself. And you see, the reason why I had to stop being her friend was because I was giving too much of my energy and time to her. And I was not getting that back. And, 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 and in a way, she was there. Like, I remember all the good. I remember the fun road trips, the laughs, the freaking sessions. Like, I remember all that. But still, it wasn't being reciprocated. And I'm an energy reader. This is something I do. This is something I unintentionally do. And my mind and my body and my heart always tell me like, okay, look, you know, look, look at what you're saying. Look at how you're feeling. You feel down and you just hung out with this person. You just kind of feel like, like, I just want to go back home and get out of this. Like, you know, like, you know, but um, be careful who you're giving your energy to. And this was an example that Spiritual Soul had, had given when he was just kind of like, you know, it's like when you're at a basketball game, you're standing there, whatever, somebody passed you the ball, you dribble, dribble, you about to make a three point shot, you know, and when you make the shot, the crowd goes wild and that energy hypes you up to keep trying harder, getting your spirit back into that shit, right? But imagine if you, somebody passed you the ball, you dribble, dribble, you cross somebody, you shoot that throw and it lands or whatever and it hits and not the crowd doesn't hit at all. You would kind of feel like I, I hit it, but it ain't that the, the adrenaline from the crowd isn't as strong as the adrenaline you would give from yourself accomplishing that. Right. Be careful who you give your energy to. I mean, I like I like I honestly I'm the type of bitch that's going to read you for filth. Like, I mean, like my sister said, I'm a very honest individual and I tell it like a motherfucking is. You either going to hate me for it or you're going to love me for it. But I'm going to tell you like it is. And I ain't going to sit here and color code um or sugarcoat like my auntie says i'm not gonna sugarcoat especially when i need to be very honest with you and let you know why things aren't really working out between us it's because your it was because our energy wasn't working because she was so busy giving her energy to a negative individual that her energy would always come off back re like bounce back kind of negative you know, and I often a lot of the times found her protecting him or, you know, being like, oh, you know, like one of the things she would say was like, I don't want my daughter to grow up with a, without a dad like me. 
well, trust and believe. Well, that's something that now it's kind of hard to 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 get away from because if you keep telling yourself, well, I'm going to put up with somebody's abuse because I don't want my daughter to be feeling how I felt when I when I'm this age. Well, that's where you're wrong. So you're depending on someone who's evil, who does not love you, does not respect you and does not care about you, how you care about them to make your daughter happy when they can't even manage to make you happy. Imagine your daughter trying to live up to your ex. No, imagine your daughter trying to work as hard as you to live up to her dad's expectations. Not everybody in this world is meant for that role. And and it, and it honestly was like, you know, I get it. She's young, but this is the best time. If anything, I can see it. It's the best time to to cut him out of her life to where she can't really remember what, you know, she can remember the feeling, but she can't really remember. And all you can do is just say, oh, you know, he just doesn't want to be in a family right now. And when he's ready to come back, he's ready to come back, you know, or something like that. Everybody thinks that when you cut out somebody, you got to be like, fuck you, bitch. I'm fucking tired of your bitch ass. Like, no, you need to. What needs to happen is there needs to be either you going to listen to my communication or not. Like, I'm the type of bitch that's going to lay it on your ass. And if you don't reply, oh, well, I don't don't my, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, she didn't, she didn't reply to me. Like, she doesn't even care about me. OK, cool. Moving on. Cool. Moving on. Cool. Moving on. Great. Moving on. Like. I'm not I'm not the type of person to keep dwelling on something that does not serve me. Eventually, the universe, God and everything around me will tell me this isn't for you. (laughs) You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to keep doing this. You're not supposed to keep hanging on. Let it go, sweetheart. Let it go. Okay. so that being said. Be careful who you're giving your energy to because she was giving her energy to somebody negative. Her her negative energy would fall back onto me and it would be negative, negative, negative. But it would be good. Like it was not always, always, always like that. You know what I'm saying? So be careful who you give your energy to. I gave a lot of my energy to my parents to try to please them. Some narcissists just will never be pleased, okay? No matter what you do, no matter if you cook, clean, fold their clothes, dry their clothes, wash their clothes, get their clothes out in the morning, cook for them, clean their house for them, make sure that they have a nice bed to sleep in and somebody to fucking be there for them. They don't care. They're still going to yell at you. They still going to treat you like shit. They still not going to give a fuck about you. You got to stop. You got to change what you're doing for them. And I tell all my friends this. I kept telling her, like, girl, you need to stop. You need to stop cooking for him. You need to stop fucking taking his clothes out. You need to cut him off. And now you don't have to cut him all the way off because I see that's hard for you. But you need to change what you're doing for him, what you're allowing him to do to you. And so be careful who you give your energy to, sweetheart. Because at the end of the day, you're expecting certain things out of other people that you can't even hold yourself to. And that's unfair. You know, you expect your friends to always be around, but where are you for your friends, right? Where are you for your friends? And and that's what I saw. Now, personally, I'm not speaking for all of her acquaintances in her life. I'm speaking on my perspective and what happened to me. And she's just an example I'm using for this topic. Um, another thing is <clears throat> off that topic. Um. Why aren't any of the presidential candidates talking about human trafficking? It's the most biggest 
most disgusting thing this this human race has ever fucking done to children. Now, it's sad because children are such sensitive and emotional spirits that we constantly disregard them. And we constantly, you know, we constantly just don't protect our children. We don't watch them enough. And when we protect them, we often protect them to a well, some of y'all protection is fucking abuse. The fact that you have to keep cameras on your kids all day. The fact that you have to track them wherever they go. The fact that you have to... Parents don't understand. See, my friend says, you know, she wants her dad to be in her... She wants the dad to be in the daughter's life. But, like, if she raised her right and she actually stepped the fuck up and really did it, she would not need her daddy. Because she would grown up with a strong female lead in her life that show her she don't need a motherfucking man to feel better about herself she don't need a man to make her feel worthy at the end of the day she does not need a man to love her but that's just me right um and so that right there parents put their so much hardness on their kids and they don't understand that it's like the more you push back the more they're gonna want to do it for me my parents tried to stop me from going outside. Like literally, I don't and and I'm literally the type of person that needs to be outside. So, they would try to punish me by make by isolating me and not letting me outside. And they would get so mad when I would sneak somebody or go sneak out or whatever. But it's just like, see, a a different a punishment is a punishment no matter which way this goes. You can make a punishment either cutting out outside or you can make a punishment where every day you got to clean the dishes. Every day you have to clean this or every day you have to do this or maybe every day you got to write this. See, my punishments for my kids will go. Why am I on this punishment? So they know that next time, well, I'm on this punishment because I did this. And there ain't going to be no, oh, well, uh, because no, it's because you did this. This is why you're on this punishment. And this is it's not even a punishment. I'm not even going to say that. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to really come up with. But as a parent, I'm going to do better. So why aren't the presidential candidates talking about these children? Where did the children that were locked up in the ICE facilities go? Where do they go? Why are hundreds of children missing? Thousands and millions and billions of children. Why are they gone? (laughs) Why are you hiding this? What what is going on? What is where are they at? You know, Um, the government is distracting us. They put things like SARS in our they they like to show us the killings of black people more than anything. Look at it. About a week ago, there was a Philly shooting where a guy got shot in front of his mother. Then we had SARS back out in Nigeria. Um, I forgot where exactly SARS was happening. I'm sorry. But yeah, about back out there in, in Africa, we have SARS where the police task force who are supposed to be protecting their people are completely twisted and aren't protecting their people. Then we have Breonna Taylor and all the people before Breonna Taylor. And then we have George Floyd and all the people before George Floyd. They like to show us they ki- that they kill us. They like to show us that. 
And why don't the presidential candidates ever focus on the fact that there's more than just white and black people on this planet? There's Hispanics, there's, there's, a, there's freaking Indian, there's all sorts of different ethnic backgrounds in America today. And yet they only focus on a certain color when it, when it suits them, right? And then I feel like black people go through the most in this matrix. And it's very, very true. <clears throat> Hell, I even had a friend from Sri Lanka, motherfucker dark just like me. And she gonna sit there talking about some, oh, you know, they got the big nose. She, she's describing black people because we have big noses, like, you know? And I'm just kind of like, <clears throat> like, that's, it's racism. Racism is a taught thing. If a parent can't fucking educate themselves and they need to describe a, a person of a darker skin tone and they can't come up with a nicer word except for, oh, they got big noses. Come on. We're not doing better. It feels like I want this society to crumble. I want it to. I want us to run out of food. I want us to fucking all of that shit. I want that shit to happen because some of, some of these motherfuckers need to be tested and some of us need to see the truth. And I feel like when everything's gone, the only thing you can see is the truth, you know? Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was my family. Now, I don't know if my mom does listen to my podcast. I've said this before, but I'm pretty sure she does. She, a while ago, I had wrote her an email. I'm going to go ahead and read that again to you guys to refresh in your memory. Um... I wrote her an email. It went like this. No, she had reached out to me and she was like, I just want to let you know I still love you. And I blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, just saying stuff like that. And I was just like, so you're not going to tell me sorry about what you fucking did to me, what you fucking did to me. You're not going to tell me sorry about the fact that you tried to throw my pregnancy in my face, use my secrets as weapons against me. You're not sorry about that. I mean, how many times have my mom walked in my room and gave me a hug? How many times did my mom walk in my room and tell me that she loved me? How many times did she do that? Barely. At all. Little to none. Hardly. You know? Um, so I wrote to her. She wrote, I wrote her back and I said, Mom, I truthfully wish you hadn't wrote me. I read your message, but I think that you need to think about your relationship from a different perspective. Me and you have always had very different versions of love. I know you meant to inform me that you still care and miss me and love me. I understand. You are my mother and you'll miss any bird that leaves the nest. But your love is scary and dark. Loving you meant that I'd suffer silently in endless mind games. Loving you meant that I was always in fifth place. Loving you meant that I had to focus on alleviating your pain. And if you think that, and if she ever thinks that, oh, no, you never had to do all that. You never had to. Well, let's go to the screenshot that I, that always pops up. I was trying to tell her how I feel about an, a common argument we were having. And I told her that I wanted to have a conversation about it and not an argument. She randomly pops up saying, trying to constantly pop a toddler's hand and say no, but all damn day, then say then I say, fuck it, go ahead and burn yourself. Then you say, oh, okay, I see. And I was like, I'm expressing my feelings to you. And she said, and this is me telling you how I feel. But your mind ain't developed enough to understand. And I was like, so now my brain isn't fully, fully developed. And now let me go downstairs to read. I think I hopefully have it up. Let me go downstairs to read to you guys. Something that narcissists tend to to do 
So there is no communication with narcissists. Oh, yeah, look, look, look right here. Signs of emotionally manipulative people. (laughs) One, they twist everything you say to make you look or feel bad just right now. And this is me telling you how I feel. I told her that I'm expressing how I feel to her. And she was like, well, I'm expressing how I feel to you. They say awful things, then deny that they said it. My mom fucking talked about my freaking pregnancy and all sorts of things. And then she turns around and pretend like she never said it. Or she'll make up a secret or a lie to tell my dad and then turn around and be like, oh, I didn't say that. Like, I never, I never said that. I never, blah, blah, blah. You know, they use guilt trips to control people. They minimal, they minimal, they minimize your difficulties or problems so they don't have to be there for you. Literally. My mom minimalized the fact that I wanted my boyfriend to be here because he was my only friend and he was the only person that cared about me enough. And they they minimalized the fact that I needed some an emotional connection to somebody. Um, their situations or problems are always so much worse than everyone else. Literally, I remember so many times I'd be like, mom, you know, I need shoes or I need this or I need a, a something like a necessity. And she would turn back around and be like, well, I got to pay this bill because blah, 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 blah. And I got to pay this type of rent because blah, 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 blah. And I ain't got no sleep tonight. And I ain't got it. I got to work tomorrow and I got all sorts of work to do. And I can't be doing this. And I, you know, like, damn, like, OK, so no, like, is that what you're trying to say? They're experts at using passive aggressive behaviors to hurt you. They focus their attention only on their own unhappiness. Like she just said, this is me telling you how I feel, but your brain isn't mentally developed enough to understand. Look, listen to this. They never acknowledge your pain. They never acknowledge your pain. They never acknowledge your pain. She did not acknowledge my pain in that message. This is just one fucking little text, couple text messages, and it's enough to fucking be a whole lesson for everybody, right? They try to intimidate you with aggression or anger. My mom tried to get me to steer away from an argument that we were having to say, do you want me to tell your dad that you got an abortion? Do you want me to tell your dad that you got pregnant? Do you want me to tell your dad this? Like, she would sit there and say that. Like, what the fuck? What what the fuck does that have to do? She wanted me to leave. She wanted me to fucking bury my pain and worry about how she felt, right? They seek out sensitive, insecure, or trusting people who have no idea the kind of people you're dealing with. They take advantage of genuine or naive souls. And that was what exactly what my mom did to my dad. She took advantage of my dad. She took advantage of his role in my life and twisted it to the point where now I can't even fucking stand my dad. And I and I still love my parents. Don't get me wrong. I still love my parents. But I just I can't. If my dad, if we just I just seen him the other day. If you can't look at me and t- t- fucking tell me sorry about it, the fuck we need to talk about, you know? So listen to this. There is no true healthy communication and problem solving with narcissists. Narcissists run from confrontation because they don't want to take responsibility for their part in anything. They gaslight and manipulate the conversation. They bring the focus back onto you by bringing up what you did wrong in the past. And they get mad at you for getting mad at them. Anything to make the, take the focus off of them and avoid taking responsibility. So... Going back to that um, email, what I emailed her, um, I said, your I, um, 
<clears throat> no matter what I I never make you feel like you were good enough, loved enough, respected enough, appreciated enough, and so on. And that goes back to my last lesson where I was just like, you know, you can never you can never um like basically you can never satisfy a narcissist. Like no matter what you do, you could be perfect. Your house could be spick and span, clothes folded, food on the table, this and this and that, and they will still pick an argument with you. I mean, take a look at my neighbors, like I said. She would cook, clean, sweep, mop, and her ass has back problems and foot problems. Sorry, I had to open my door because, you know, somebody needs to hear this. So, like I said, take a look over to where my neighbors are. She, the, the woman of the house, would do manly things like cook, clean, take care of the house, fold clothes, do this, do that. And she was, she has back problems. She has feet problems. One of her legs is completely skinnier than the other. And she would be on her feet from hours and hours and hours and still cook and still have something ready for this man. And he would still come home and be a deadbeat ass nigga and scream at her. Like, nigga, get a fucking life at that point, right? So, like I said, you can never satisfy a narcissist because they will always find a wound to pick at. They will always find an argument. And most of the time when I was arguing with him, I would ask him a question and he would sit there and get blank because he knew that he was fucking in the wrong and he didn't even have a comeback for it. He didn't have a, a valid excuse as to why he was doing what he was doing. He would sit there and get blank and think about it. And then he would go back to blame shifting. That was his only defense mechanism, because once you come at a narcissist, how they come for somebody else, they don't have nothing to say. All of a sudden, they, they oh, uh, 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 you, uh, you did, uh, you did that. Remember? Remember when you did that? Like, and you're just kind of like, oh, oh, wait a fucking minute, you know, wait a fucking minute, you know? So, um, basically, you can never satisfy a narcissist. Now, I spent... Now, going back to my messages, I said, now, not you didn't um, your I love you, you to me means that you love the idea of me. You did not love the way I spent all my time trapped away behind a broken door like property you owned your possession. It means that you would lie on me any second and leave me out in the rain like a dog. And if she ever said she didn't. One time I was out there and I was crying. I was crying about what they were putting me through. You know what they did? They locked the door. They locked me out. <laughs> now tell me, would you really feel like, oh, my, 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 my mom definitely loves me. She cares about me. One time I was crying. I was having a mental breakdown. And instead of coming downstairs and giving me a hug to cool me down or talking to me to cool me down, you know what they did? They got in their cars and they left. And then my dad was mad because Mark came to fucking make me feel better. Something that as a father you should have done. But instead, you let somebody else win me over. So going back to the thing, um, being loved by you meant that my secrets were your weapon. Love is a big word. It's an unconditional good feeling in a safe place, in a space to share with another, to entrust your deepest secrets. But I feel like as the last child, you had little to no more love to give, had no more happiness to share, only defense mechanism like threats. 
You spent many days isolating me away, avoiding me, emotionally making me feel replaceable, that in my leave, all will be well. You'd finally be happy, finally stop drinking, go to the gym, lend yourself a good credit score, have a nice home for you and dad. In my leave, you wouldn't feel like there was a bomb in the house ready to explode. You spent so many years being a gaslighter and a narcissist, putting me through emotional abuse, making me feel like a demon who could only lie at her and cause chaos. But I'm sure by now, since you wrote me, you see that pushing me away wasn't going to bring you peace like you thought it would. The more people you blame, the more good people will slip away until it's only you and your reflection and only you to blame yourself. So I wish you hadn't wrote me. I wish that when you finally decided to say something, anything, it'd be, I am sorry. Nonetheless, I forgive you. The past is the past and I no longer dwell on it. Rather learn from it. But if you do truly love me, give me my space, everything in time, right? So going back, as you can tell, there's just no way to make, there's no way to make these people happy. And lots of, uh, uh, lots of naive souls will spend their lives trying to satisfy the narcissist because it's all that they know. It's all that they've been taught is how to make other people feel better and not worry about how they feel for themselves. And so you take you have to take a look at it. I was not going to sit here in front of my friend's face while they're sitting in front of their their toxic relationship or whatever. Hold on. Let me close my door because my neighbors like to fucking come outside and be loud and annoying. So anyways. So anyways, um, as you can tell, emotionally, they're not available to you, (laughs) no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter where you go. And I've had plenty of friends like this. And like I said, I had to ask myself. I really did. I cared about my friend. I truly do. I still do. I still care about those people. But you know what? I'm not going to keep standing there while somebody stabs their hand over and over and over again because they want to like At first, she had me thinking that this is something that she didn't want to go through. This is not something that she wants to keep going through. This is something that she doesn't want. So um, as a friend, I'm trying as a as a person who's been through abuse, who's been through the narcissism, who's been through this shit. I tried to help her. And eventually I'm look, I, I took a step back about a couple of days ago and I was upset. I had spent two fucking days helping somebody trying to get their fucking toxic partner to leave them alone and just for you to come back and invite them back into the house are you are you fucking crazy like just because for for who your daughter or for you stop saying that it's for somebody when you know it's for yourself because your daughter never sat there and said i want to see my dad i want my dad i want my dad i want him to be here she doesn't even know how to talk so how can you sit there and say oh well you know she needs this she needs that when she needs you she needs somebody who's actually going to take care of her (laughs) somebody who's actually giving a fuck about her somebody who's fighting for her she needs somebody there to fight for her not fight over her okay fight for her okay so i had to take a step back i was like this is no longer serving me this is no longer making me happier this is making it worse because i constantly feel like i'm putting the backbone in for this shit and your ass are you're enjoying it 
Like, for real, my fucking neighbor, she's telling me, call the cops, call the cops, call the cops. I call the cops. She lets this nigga come back. And she, I tell her, okay, well, get out of there. Get out of that situation. Go back to Sri Lanka. You have your family still. Your cats miss you. You have way more, to, you have way more happiness in Sri Lanka. Yet, like, yeah, I know it's not America, but you can always come back. You just got to get your shit together. And she's like, oh, well, I can't because blah, 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 and this and this and that and this and this. Bitch, just pack up your shit and leave. Stop making excuses for yourself because the more you tell yourself as to why you can't do something, you're creating a crutch for yourself. And so now you won't be able to actually go through and do it because you keep psychologically telling yourself that you can't. For real. You tell yourself you're going to fall off a mountain if you climb it and I bet you you'll slip. You know? So you have to really understand that this all goes back to be careful who you're giving your energy to. I gave my energy to my neighbors. I gave her tools to protect herself. And she went back and gave it to her husband. And he tried to use it against my car. And I seen that nigga fair and fucking square doing that shit. <laughs> They're being fucking sued. Lawsuits. <laughs> fucking the police is investigating this shit the fucking they're they're done they're done for they might not see it they might think that they're gonna live these next couple of fucking the year or whatever happy cool great awesome but you're not (laughs) you're not so be careful who you're giving your energy to be careful who you're spending your time with. If somebody doesn't appreciate you, if somebody doesn't understand you, if somebody doesn't get what you're trying to say, what you're trying to, where you're coming from, if they try to gaslight you, if they try to blame shift you, if they try to make your, if they try to invalidate how you feel, if they fucking sit there and intimidate you with aggression, if they never acknowledge how you feel, if they minimize, if they minimize your difficulties or problems, if they're not there for you, if they guilt trip you if they deny what you feel if they twist everything you say they and if they fucking they seek out people to make you fucking to take advantage of you come on now you gotta be better there's more evil on this planet than there there there's more evil on this planet than we think actually there's more evil souls out there than we think it can be in the eyes of our fucking lovers The people we give our whole entire lives to. It was in the eyes of my parents. So tell me, why can't it be in the the eyes of your husband? Why can't it be in the eyes of your baby daddy? (laughs) Why can't it be in the eyes of your friends? Why? Why? So many people haven't healed from their shit. So many people go out every day putting on this facade for the public. But deep down inside, they go home, they scream at their fucking wives. (laughs) They make their fucking baby mamas feel like shit. <laughs> they make their friends feel like they're not fucking cared enough about. They use people. They take advantage of people. <laughs> like, there's one thing that you can never control, and it's how it's somebody's perspective of you. Their perspective of you is right. No matter what, no matter even if I'm if even if like my aunt, like we had got into it a little bit because she was like, you know, I don't like to sugarcoat. Well, my perspective of her is like, you could fucking, you don't got to sugarcoat, but you don't got to blab every, you don't got to open your mouth and say everything that comes to your fucking head. Like, that's just me. I don't like to sugarcoat either. Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I sugarcoat because sometimes you just really got to respect and understand that there's a time for somebody to hear something 
a certain way and there's a time when they should hear it a different way. So I also feel like I was treated like I'm just an option. Like I I don't like feeling like an option to people. If you treat me like an option, I'm going to help you narrow down your choice by removing myself from the equation. And sometimes you just have to try to not care no matter how much you do, because sometimes you can mean almost nothing to someone who means so much to you. It's not pride. It's self-respect. Don't give part time people a full time position in your life. Know your value and what you have to offer and never settle for anything less than what you deserve. And on that note, I end this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful and wonderful day and enjoy the rest of enjoy Halloween. It's tomorrow. Turn the motherfucker up. It's hottie ween. I'm about to be lit. So enjoy the rest of your just day. Look out for the full moon tomorrow and do not um, manifest or anything on this full moon because this moon is going to be bringing out some good emotions. Okay. Um, so definitely thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.